What's up, everybody? I'm Emily. And I'm Paige. And we are both nurses at this Phoenix hospital wondering when this teenage guy hanging out with his unconscious girlfriend is going to eat something. And you're listening to Tuesdays Are for Twilight. So how's it going, Paige? How's your day today? It's really great. I took my last final of the semester today, so I'm officially done with the school year. Hell yeah. That is so exciting. Mm-hmm. And I got a B, so I ain't complaining. The fact that you are not three glasses of wine deep is shocking to me. I would have been. Um, I am holding up to open Trulies. see those until now. That's really funny. <laughs> Um, in case y'all are wondering how I'm doing, I'll tell ya. I am still emotionally fraught, still processing Taylor Swift's new album, Evermore. Yes, I am a Swifty. Picture me as that SpongeBob episode where he's like, I'm ugly and I'm proud, except I'm a Swifty and I'm proud. I don't give a fuck. If there's other Swifties, hit me up. I want to talk about it. I, I've never, not that I'm anti-Taylor Swift, but I was never, like, head over heels like never really went out of my way to listen to her music so if there's anyone who's neutral out there hit me up (laughs) that's really funny um essentially the new album's real fucking good Paige I'm just saying I saw that French braid in her hair and I was like there's it can't not be mystical (laughs) this is facts (laughs) um also we want to do this little call out at the top we'll do it at the end too but we are planning a little something something for our patrons um first of all we want to welcome a patron thank you so much jen it's really been a treasure reading your twitter comments it really makes me feel like i'm a part of the twilight community even though i'm brand new and we just want to say thanks for being our first patron we really appreciate it it's so exciting like i sent a screenshot of the email when we um you know, when we received it, that we had gotten a patron. I <laughs> just sent it to Paige with a caption, yelling. <laughs> it was, it was a, it was a big day. That's for sure. It was, it was. Um, so anyways, as I was saying, we are planning basically an AMA and ask me anything for our patrons. So if you want to get in on it, you have to become a patron. Um, just remember that you can do that for as little as $1 a month. Um, we like it to be accessible to anyone because we know that times are hard. But um, if you're going to be doing that, feel free to submit some questions. Um, it is literally ask me anything. So unless it's like hugely inappropriate or personal, Paige, will, Paige and I will be answering. We're also going to be pulling some questions from like an online question generator. And it should be interesting because we literally have known each other for so long. So it's like, what don't we know? You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm cooking up some secrets. I'm about to spill them. <laughs> I'm so excited. And we'll be on video, so you get the pleasure of seeing our gorgeous faces. I did not know that, so I'm going to have to, like, get ready. (laughs) Fuck, I forgot to tell you that part. (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) Right now I'm in a sweatshirt that I wore to Target today, pajama pants, and a new scrunchie. So maybe maybe in the, the episode where I'm on film, I'll wear my hair down I'd be very excited I feel like I rarely ever see you with your hair down too much (laughs) it is Paige has a lot of hair folks my hair is hot not like the sexy way it's the temperature way people (laughs) and the sexy way give yourself some credit 
I think it's sexy, like, the few, first few seconds after I take it down after a bun, where it has, like, faint curls. But then once it knows that it's down and it's free to do what it wants, that's a really bad time. Like, <laughs> sometimes at its worst, I'm I'm picturing first-year Hermione. You know what? She had She had her swagger, so you just got to work it. You're right. I'm just all about being comfortable. And yeah. fun or a ponytail or a braid, that's what I'm about. Yeah, I totally get that. Also, I just want to say, I just had a Minnesotan accent on the word folks. <laughs> I don't know if you caught it, but it was very blatant. I went to school in Minnesota, as I've mentioned a few times. And so I picked up a little bit of the accent while, while I was there. My parents are also both from Minnesota. So my dad doesn't have an accent, but my mom does. So I did not know that. Yeah. It's because my dad, like, does not have an accent at all. He turned his back on the accent. It's so funny, too, because his brother, he he has several siblings, but his closest brother in age has, like, a thick, thick accent. And he's lived here for, like, 30 years. I feel like I can kind of understand that. Like, my mom is from Massachusetts, and she's lived outside of Massachusetts now for mm, probably 20 six or seven years maybe a little more so she doesn't really have an accent anymore but when we go to Massachusetts to visit family her accent is fully back with a vengeance even when we're in the airport waiting to go there it's somehow back so I can see it going away but I can also see it staying too I love that for Brenda it's just it's just her Massachusetts energy you know Mm-hmm. she definitely has Massachusetts energy there there's just a vibe from someone who grew up like with an area that has a big city they're just they're assertive they know they know what they want they'll they'll do it they'll they'll call the insurance company and yell at someone they'll do it <laughs> they got a baby sink or swim yeah I'm I trying to figure out what my cats are doing right now <laughs> it's somewhat alarming nothing good they're, like, in among my presents under my tree, just kind of rooting around. I discovered that the one roll of wrapping paper that I had had holes all the way through it from claws. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. Are there any presents under there for the cats? No. They're getting cold this year. I'm just kidding. Um, I need to buy them a new, you can see it, Paige. My, that, like kitty castle thing is like ripped to shreds i need to buy them a new one of those so that's gonna be their joint present because that shit ain't cheap seriously cat trees are so expensive i would check out costco if you have a costco membership i do not but i know someone who does so maybe i could do that um this one i got on chewy and it was like pretty good for the price but nobody cares about this There's something else I was going to say. Oh, so the thing that we were talking about earlier, the AMA, um, we don't have a release date scheduled for that. Here's the thing. Paige just took her last final today. I get off work for two weeks after Friday, so it's like a sprint to the end. And by sprint, I mean a long, slow crawl. Once again, not to make another SpongeBob reference, but you know that episode where him and Squidward are like strapped to these giant anchors and they're like crawling to work the employee in the month one? Yep. That's me. So we just got it. We got to figure our shit out. I'm recording this. If it sounds different to you people, it's because I'm recording this on a different computer. My computer totally shot the bed. Luckily, we didn't lose anything for the pod, but 
I have an appointment on Tuesday to like literally just go in and ask the Best Buy people questions so that I know what I'm getting. Um, I don't know if you heard that, but Mila is on back on her bullshit. So long story short, we'll let you know when that's coming up. I don't know yet. Um, next week is Christmas. Well, by the time that you guys are hearing this, it'll be this week. So obviously we have a lot of family stuff going on. I don't need to keep making excuses. Essentially, we'll let you know. And if you want to join in, you can join on um, patreon.com slash Tuesdays are for Twilight. That's where you would become a patron. So should we get into the last two chapters of Twilight? Can you believe we're already done with the book? I can't believe it. I, this was, now I don't want to say it was far from what I was expecting in the book. But there were definitely twists and turns that I wasn't anticipating. That's fair. I was kind of surprised last week when I asked you to do your predictions and you had forgotten about the prom scene because you had brought it up like right when we first started reading. But I just thought that the prom scene happened early in the movie. No, it's at the end of the movie. Hmm. Classic <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> yep, that'll do it. <laughs> So what did you think of the last full chapter, um, which is called Impasse, and then the epilogue? I was happy to see Bella doing something normal in the the epilogue. It, it's just nice to remind yourself that she's still a teenager and she should have some semblance of a normal life. I I would throw Impasse away in the garbage if I had a choice. I wasn't a fan. <laughs> Interesting. Why? I'm just like, Bella, think your choices out, sis. This is a big choice. And you're being kind of a dick to Edward about it. Like, he's really trying to do the right thing here. And I, I just, like, I don't, I don't see the allure of it. I... It's just so hard for me to see her want this so bad and then make Edward feel guilty that he won't do it. I don't know. I'm just, I'm team Edward in that he doesn't want to do it. And I'm not enjoying Bella's adamance for it. I feel like we're about to have our first fight live on the pod. <laughs> um, No, not really. But... I am on totally the opposite side. I'm like, this, he is like treating her like she, I think that he's treating her that, like she's a child and trying to make decisions for her. I agree that she needs to think it out more. And I think that that should have been his approach. Like, you need to take time to think about this, maybe like finish high school. But like, I'm just like, I don't know. I just, this whole thing feels very, like, controlling to me. Because it's like, she wants what she wants, and she knows about it now. Like, you can't just delete the knowledge from her brain, so. That is true. It's just, it's so hard for me to sympathize when I have my own opinions that it just seems really stupid, and that I... I don't know if any of the turn, anyone in the vampire family, if they have regrets. I'm pretty sure Rosalie, Rosalie doesn't like being a vampire. I don't know if anyone else 
has had regrets, but like if anyone is going to tell you, you need to think about this, like you need to consider the implications, you need to consider the outcomes, it would be someone who's been a vampire for like a hundred years. So just the fact that she won't listen to him and she keeps bringing it up and being mad about it, I'm like, he has a little more insight than you in how this experience is. So I just wish that she would listen to him a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I agree with that as well. I just think that, like, I think he his decision-making is being colored by how he feels about himself. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's right. And I also think that, like, he's using it as an excuse to be like, well, I'll go somewhere where I can't hurt you anymore. And it's like, that's shitty. Especially... And let's just have a little conversation about trauma right now, okay? Because you had said last episode, and I believe the episode before, how traumatic this experience would be, you know, how you were worried how it was going to affect Bella. And it's like Stephanie Meyer doesn't understand that trauma exists. Like, she just breezes right by. Like, Bella's totally fine. She's totally like, oh, you know, just basically almost got murdered. It's it's cool. It's chill. I'm all over my boyfriend at school. I'm not depressed at all. Like, what? I, yeah, that, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I didn't really think about that, but that would be, who, who knows what she should be feeling, but, like, the fact that it's just not even talked about, or that she's, like, quote, unquote, back to normal, like, that just doesn't seem believable. Yes, agreed. And I think that's what rubs me the wrong way about Edward's thing, is, like, Yes, I think he's being sensible. Yes, I think Bella needs to hear this side of the story. But I also feel like he's being like, I don't care. (laughs) Have you seen that vine that's like, I don't care that you broke your elbow. Yes. That's his energy. I'm like, no, 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 I don't like it. Yeah, I guess I I can 100% see your side. So I guess the conclusion is that it's all bad. (laughs) As usual. <laughs> I did I did kind of changing gears going to the prom chapter. Mm-hmm. I I I already mentioned this, but I just I did really warm my heart to see him wanting her to have the experiences that he never had. Like, I mean, as insufferable as some of the memories of high school dances are. It is it is nice to think back like that is something that I did. That is a, a memory that I do have. That's a part of my life. Like I went through that milestone. So it's nice that he wants her to, you know, go through that. And I'm glad that she does. I think she has an okay t- I I don't know. The last chapter has kind of a weird energy to it. But I think she has an okay time. I don't know. Yeah, I think so too. Why do you think it has a weird energy to it? The last page is bizarre. The encounter with Jacob is just like why I I don't know it's just it has a weird energy but I did like it that's fair I agree with that weird vibes okay so let's jump into it so chapter 24 um starts with Bella waking up in the hospital and Edward is there and he tells her that Renee is in the hospital getting something to eat 
and that the cover story is that she fell down two flights of stairs and through a window. And he says, you have to admit, it could happen. That's so funny to me. That's having me upset. If, okay, I'm sorry. If my significant other said that to me while I'm literally broken in a hospital bed, I'm like, bruh, have some sensitivity. I feel like I'd laugh my ass off, but that's just my sense of humor. <laughs> so the whole time... I mean, I'll just sum it up with the whole time Edwards is just like tormented is a word on this page. And that's a good word for it. He's just like, oh, this is my fault. Which like, yeah. But again, we've said it before. We'll say it again a million fucking times. Bella also had to choose to be here. It takes two to tango. Two to tango, bitch. (laughs) So um edward tells her that she has a broken leg four broken ribs some cracks in your skull bruises covering every inch of your skin and lost a lot of blood so she had to get transfusions and edward well bella asks him how he was able to um suck the venom out of her blood and he doesn't really give an answer he just says it was impossible but i did um and then Bella asks what happened to James, and it turns out Emmett and Jasper were the ones who killed him because they couldn't be in the same room with Bella because there was too much blood. But Alice and Carlisle kind of pushed through the temptation and were both there with her. And Edward says, they love you too. I thought that was a nice moment. That is nice. Do you think it's weird at all that Alice is able to not eat when exposed to the human blood smell? No, because of reasons that you don't know about. Oh, okay. It makes sense to me. Okay, well. I wish I could say more, but I can't without revealing a lot. So I understand. Um, probably the listeners are like, what? Just DM me and I'll tell you what I'm thinking. Um, not on Instagram, though. Paige can see that. Yeah, don't. <laughs> so... Um, then obviously the subject of Alice gets brought up and Bella says she was always in the dark. That's why she didn't remember. Mila, you gotta be here right now. Mila literally just jumped into this podcast. Girlfriend. Looks so muscular. I do or she does? No, her butt, like her, like her thigh muscle just looked really, like really strong. It's from kicking Malcolm's ass all the time. Can you go right now? Can we hang out later on tonight? Thank you. Okay. Um, and of course, Edward is visibly upset about the Alice situation. I mean, who wouldn't be? That's like so crazy that they ran into the guy who was the reason, basically, that she's a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, then Bella asks, why are you here? And Edward automatically takes it as, oh, did you want me to leave? The fuck? <laughs> I feel kind of bad for him, because I feel like his self-esteem is really in the gutter in this chapter. Yeah, I I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was just like, I can I can feel the the feeling of, if, if I were Edward, I could put myself in his shoes and feel the rejection. Even though it's not real, I can feel just feeling bitter. Like, oh, you don't want me? Okay, then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like creating a fight out of nothing. Yep. Um, But Bella clarifies, like, no, what's the cover story for you being here? And he explains that she came 
or he came to Phoenix with Carlisle and Alice um, to like try to convince Bella to come back to Forks and she tripped on the way to his hotel room. This is the funniest fucking line in this book to me, maybe in the series. When Bella says, there are a few flaws with that story, like no broken windows, and Edward says, not really. Alice had a bit too, little bit too much fun fabricating evidence. It's so funny to me. I, I was trying to picture, like, I'm, I'm Susan Jones, and I'm staying at the hotel in Phoenix, and I've just woken up, or maybe, like, I've woken up in the middle of the night, you know, and I'm getting a snack, and I look out the window, and there's just this tiny girl with short hair smashing everything and throwing things downstairs and like doing all kinds of crazy stuff to like stage the scene because I'm like what what did she do to make it so believable you know like what 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 was she up to you will find out and it will be even better than you have imagined (laughs) but also if I'm Susan Jones I'm like I'm going out there into the hallway and being like do you need help (laughs) I can help you create this do you want me to like lay on it so there's a body mark (laughs) Now that would be fun. It would be fun. <laughs> oh, sounds like the best time ever. Um, so then there's like all these weird moments of Edward just kissing Bella and her heart rate rising and shit I don't care about. I actually do care. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna interrupt. Uh, earlier Emily and I were discussing an idea maybe for a future segment called biggest eye roll of the chapters. And my biggest eye roll for this chapter is um, when he's touching her and her heart rate is going wild. And then he's like, I wonder. And I'm just going to read it. He leaned in slowly. The beeping noise accelerated wildly before his lips even touched me. But when they did, though with the most gentle of pressure, the beeping stopped altogether. I had this written in my notes, too. I don't I'm not a scientist. But do hearts just stop beating? I feel like they don't. I mean, I know there's irregular heartbeats. And I feel like maybe it's possible for a heart to stop. Because you need a pacemaker to, like, keep your heart beating, you know, at a certain pace and to keep it going. But I just did. I'm, I'm going to say it, Stephanie. I don't believe it. It just seems a little unbelievable. Agreed. I wrote, I'm glad you brought that up because I wrote that down too. I was like, here's here's exactly what I wrote. Also, if you hear my cat playing with her toy mouse in the background, I'm sorry. I'm trying to rein her in, but she is not listening to me. Okay. Um, I wrote, I'm sorry, but I spelled, <laughs> sorry, S-R-Y. But do hearts just stop beating? I think the fuck not. <laughs> I'm trying to think of when I was in high school, not to out myself, but I kissed one boy the whole time that I was in high school. Um, and I got to say that none of those kisses literally stopped one of my organs from functioning. I'm thinking about some of the best kisses I've ever had. The only organ that is not functioning is my pancreas, and I already knew it was doing that. Tea. <laughs> um, Yeah. I feel that big time. I just, this doesn't make any damn sense, but whatever. We'll move on. So um, after this tomfoolery, um, Bella's mom, Edward says that Bella's mom is about to enter the room. So he pretends to be asleep. And 
this whole thing bothers me. This whole interaction with Renee bothers me. First of all, she she peeks through the room. Bella says mom, acknowledging that she's awake for the first time in what we find out is like four days probably. Mm-hmm. And she looks at Edward first. And her first comment is about Edward. Not, oh my God, you're awake. Or, oh my God, thank God. Like, I was so, you know, whatever. Like, thank God you're awake. What the fuck? Where are your priorities at, lady? I mean, I don't, we don't really, I mean, I don't really know a lot about Renee going into this. But she definitely wasn't one of my favorite characters from the beginning. So this is somehow... I mean, it's unbelievable, but somehow it's a little believable in my eyes. Like she, from what Bella has said, it seems that she kind of has her own priorities more on the front burner, not even acknowledging her daughter, acknowledging the thing that she wants to acknowledge, I think makes sense to me. Yes, it makes sense with her character, but it was horrendous to read. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not denying that. Yes. And then the next thing is she says, Bella, I was so upset. Oh, you were upset. You were upset that your daughter almost got murdered. Do you think she might be upset? I don't know. Yeah, again, this is about her. It's not about Bella. It's not about the thing that should matter right now. You're not the victim in this situation. Yes. Retweet. So Bella spends most of this time comforting her and um, then Renee brings up, or, well, first of all, she says that Phil got signed in Florida. So she automatically assumes that Bella wants to move to Florida with her mom, which I guess kind of makes sense because she did like leave Forks saying that she wanted to move away. But Bella's like, "Mm -mm, no, thank you. Florida. Agreed. I, I'm just, I'm just giving it a shrug, shrug emoji. I wouldn't be super excited. Yes. I, I have family who live there and they really love it, but I feel like the people my age don't like it a lot. Yeah, fair. If we have any listeners from Florida, sorry, but it just seems like, I don't know, like the whole COVID thing and how the state managed that, that stresses me out, so. Yeah. yeah, I'm not trying to drag my relatives, but come on, guys. You're really embarrassing us. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we're not hating on Florida. It probably has good parts. Um, I've been to Orlando twice, and I liked it. I, I wouldn't live there, but I wouldn't live a lot of places. So it's not personal. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of shitty places in America. I promise you that. Yep. Yep. I won't say anymore so that we only have haters from Florida and not anywhere else. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so um, Bella kind of puts the kibosh on that real quick and says that she still wants to live in Forks. And Renee's like, oh, is it because of this boy? Which is like, I don't know, just the way everything she does pisses me off. So like friend of the pod, Caroline, what does she say? She has this expression that's like, look at this bitch eating crackers, where it's like someone that you don't like 
is like doing something that's not problematic or wrong at all, but you hate them already. So you just are like, look at this bitch eating crackers, you know? Like, so I'm like, look at this bitch saying normal shit because I just don't like her. I'm not here for it. Yeah. Um, and I love that expression. So I've been trying to use it more because <laughs> I just learned about it like two weeks ago. <laughs> Thanks, Caroline. But um, Renee says, I think that boy is in love with you. And Bella says, mm-hmm. And what about it? Ariana Grande gift. <laughs> or gift. Give. Where she like tosses her hair. <laughs> and what about it? <laughs> and Bella says, I'm pretty crazy about him. And so then Renee like tries to be a mom figure, which it's clear she doesn't do very often. So she's like, you're so young, Bella. So... Bella soothes her by telling her it's just a crush. And then after about three minutes with her daughter, she decides she has to go and talk to her husband that she lives with full time. Here's the thing. I'm just going to, I mean, I don't know Phil, but I'm just going to put this out there. I'm Susan Jones. I'm married to someone who their child, so my now stepchild, is literally in the hospital and has been unconscious for days or in a coma like state I guess from the medication I we have a scheduled phone call but he doesn't call later I find out oh my gosh so-and-so just woke up or they had just woken up when my our call was supposed to be I'm sorry I missed the call but you know so-and-so was awake so I wanted to be with them Susan Jones, i.e. me, I understand. I get it. Because that's a very exciting thing and a very big thing. And, you know, their child is important. I think Phil would have understood if you didn't have to, if you didn't take the call or you didn't make the call. I think he would be okay with it. I fully agree. And I, I don't even know if Phil has a line in these books, but he's just a very flat character. But I feel like any normal person would have understood. And if they didn't, that's an unhealthy relationship. That's a red flag right there. Me and Paige are pros at spotting them. <laughs> Maybe we should start a segment called where listeners mail in and say, is this a red flag? And every time we just say yes. I look, I can spot them for other people. For me, that's a whole other ball game. I know I already cited that meme where um, <laughs> where someone said that Bella saw all the red flags and thought it was sexy. I think I think that meme is so funny because I do that exact same thing. I'm like, ooh, a challenge. <laughs> Love it. You just like to excel. Yeah, it's type three shit. It's OCD shit. It's like, I see that red flag and it might as well be a checkered flag. It's like, go, baby, go. Room, room. Room, bitch. Um, so on her way out, Renee mentions that there was crime in the neighborhood. Um, and by that she means that someone burned the dance studio to the ground and left a stolen car outside, which we know are our vampire pals that did that. I didn't the stolen car part kind of surprised me. Like, why did they steal a car? Like, didn't they have the Mercedes? Well, they flew in. Oh, they did have the Mercedes. But 
We're not fit enough people? Why am I being confused? I literally know the answer to this. Um, you'll find out in Midnight Sun what happened. Okay, Emmett is just so big and muscular that he took up the whole backseat. So where are Carlisle and Edward going to sit? And Jasper. They got to take another car. <laughs> They're just bungee corded to the top. <laughs> okay, why aren't they just running? You can run like 800 miles per hour, baby. Why aren't you just running? Well, people could see you. Bella's about to fucking die. <laughs> I mean, it worked out for him, so. Yeah. Barely. Okay, imagine your car gets stolen, then you get you find out that vampire stole it. That'd be pretty cool. Have you seen that meme of that guy who's sitting in the car and, like, making a peace sign? And it looks like t- the meme is, like, totally warped, like it was made on a calculator. But it's, like, understand or understandable, have a nice day or whatever. And guys use it when they've been curved. Like, they're, like, sliding to someone's DMs. And then the girl's like, no. And he's like, understandable, have a nice day. I haven't seen the meme, but I love it. I'll send it to you right after we finish recording. But if I got my car stolen by vampires, I would just be like, understandable have a nice day i if i found out someone who was so hot sat in my car seats i'd be pretty happy (laughs) yep true like imagine carlisle's fat butt on one of your car seats (laughs) you disgust me oh my god also if you were gonna go there why didn't you just say fat ass because butts are cool (laughs) that makes no damn sense so Renee leaves and then a nurse comes back in and tries to give Bella more pain medication, but she says no. So then Edward quote unquote wakes up and this is where he starts the whole bullshit where he's like, you should go with your mom to Florida. I would stay in Forks or somewhere like it. Some place, yeah, some place where I couldn't hurt you anymore. And Bella essentially hyperventilates. Um, so the nurse comes back in and tries to give her more pain medication and she says no. Well, I guess this is where she's trying. She wasn't really before, but just was asking her if she was anxious. I don't know. There's multiple nurses coming in and out. I'm a little confused by it, but you know. So then when that nurse leaves, Bella is like begging Edward, like, don't leave me. Please don't leave me. And Edward swears not to, and he says, I'm not going anywhere. I'll be right here as long as you need me. And Bella's like, why did you say that? Like, are you tired of having to save me all the time? And Bella says, or Edward says, no, I have no problem saving you. If it weren't for the fact that I was the one putting you in danger, that I'm the reason you're here. So he just, this whole thing, this whole conversation is him being like, I'm bad for you. Um, I'll carry these horrible memories with me for the rest of my life. But I think Bella has a very good point here because she says, you are the reason I am here alive. I was thinking of the other times you saved my life that had nothing to do with him. If it weren't for you, I would be riding away in the Fork Cemetery. Excellent point. Very, very true. Um, so then... Bella has the audacity to ask him why he didn't just let James's venom change her into a vampire. And first of all, he's pissed that she found out that Alice told her how the process works. I kind of forgot that it was something that he didn't want her to know. So when 
when his expression changes and he seems very angry, I'm like, oh, shit, that's right. That was a secret. Yeah, I would not want to be in the room when he confronts Alice about that. And I love Alice. I don't want her... I don't want her to do anything wrong, and she's never done anything wrong, ever. (laughs) I mean, I feel you. She's, like, definitely one of the best characters, I think. Um, So Bella says, while Edward's kind of taking this information in that she found out, she says, it just seems logical a man and a woman have to be someone equal, as in one of them can't always be swooping in and saving the other one. They have to save each other equally. And Edward pulls the whole, you have saved me corny (laughs) and then they kind of get into an argument about bella transforming into a vampire well first of all i'm going to ask you what do you think is edward's whole deal here where he's like somewhere i couldn't hurt you anymore like what what state of mind do you think he's in i i guess we kind of already talked about it but do you have any additional thoughts i guess i just i see I see Edward wanting, above all else, Bella to be safe. So he's willing to sacrifice himself, I guess, or just their relationship in order to preserve her life. So he's willing to be apart from her and be separated and not be with her, which I I don't believe that. I'm, they both seem pretty, pretty adamant about the relationship, but, you know, if I, if I had just watched my significant other literally almost die, and in a really, really horrible way, and then also deal with the whole supernatural part of it, I could, I, I could see wanting to remove the person I love so much from any of that danger, and being able to say, well, we're, I, I'm going to separate myself from you and you're going to be over there because I can't handle this anymore. Like, I don't want this to ever happen again. So I can see the headspace that he's in. I think he's just so, just so, I, I don't want to say traumatized, but I mean, like I said, if I had seen my significant other almost die, even though I'm not the one dying, seeing someone you love almost die can have a huge emotional impact on you too so I can see him wanting to be separated and wanting to remove her from that danger yeah yeah I agree with that I think when he sees Bella's reaction and then he swears not to leave her it's kind of like a yo-yo like I kind of got whiplash from it but I get it I mean he is a teenager like we've said yeah, it's de- definitely, like, two completely opposite statements. Like, yes, you're going to be completely somewhere else, and we're not going to be together. Oh, just kidding. Like, I won't leave you if that's what you want. It's like, what are you, what, what side are we on here, bucko? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, sorry to, like, interject with that, but I had forgotten to ask when we were back there. Um, so, in this argument, you know, Edward's making good points and asking good questions, like, You'd be giving up your life. I won't do that to you. Um, The pain, your parents. And Bella's kind of trying to, like, put up a fight to all this, but she doesn't have an an immediate answer for her parents. 
She ultimately ends up saying, Renee has always made the choices that work for her. She'd want me to do the same. And Charlie's resilient. He's used to being on his own. I can't take care of them forever. I have my own life to live. And Edward's like, yep, and I'm not taking it for you. And then Bella's like, I'm going to die someday, and I'm going to get old. And Edward's like, well, that's how it should be. That's like the natural course of your life. And I'm not worth it. He also says I shouldn't exist, which it's like, get therapy, bro. Get therapy. Yeah, we need a new podcast. Things that wouldn't happen if Edward would just go to fucking therapy. But this podcast wouldn't exist, nor any podcast about Twilight wouldn't exist, because you wouldn't have a story. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> um. So then Bella says, fine. Basically, she says, fine, I'll go to Alice. And he's like, Alice wouldn't dare. And then this is where we find out that Alice has already seen Bella as a vampire. And that's why the things that she says upset Edward. Were you surprised by that? I was surprised by that. I, I always thought that Alice had seen Bella dead or like Bella in grave danger. I didn't even think that she saw the end product. So that was actually very surprising. Yeah, well, she saw both because Edward says she also saw you dead, but that didn't happen either. Right. Well, I, I, I'm just saying that I, I only thought the dead or like in like mortal danger, basically. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Can we pause for just a moment? I have to let Tina in. Yes. <laughs> teen, teen, the dancing bean. She is the dancing bean. <laughs> What's up, Tina? I'm keeping this in. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Anyways. So that's where Edward says we are at an impasse. And then he calls Bella's nurse in to give her more pain medication. And Bella freaks out because she thinks that when she goes to sleep, he's going to have left her. And he's like, no, I'm not going to. Um, but he does say an interesting line here on page 478. That's the beautiful thing about being human. Things change. I don't know. I've always liked that line. Because that's the beautiful thing, but also the horrible thing, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about any of those vampires' lives, except maybe Carlisle, before Bella came in. I feel like there's not a lot, not a lot of surprising things, you know? A lot of the same, no sleeping, no eating. It would get pretty boring. Not a lot would change. Yeah. It would just seem like day after day. It'd be like this pandemic, but all the time. Mm-hmm. Brutal. That one SpongeBob quote where Mr. Krabs looks psychotic and he's like, day 473, give it up for day 473. Sorry, that didn't sound like Mr. Krabs at all, but do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes, I know what you're getting at. Or that episode, I don't even remember the context of it, but where that random fish is like, going to work, driving home, standing at his bedroom window, going to work, driving home, you know, like. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. <sighs> Depressing. <laughs> so Bella gets the pain medication, so she starts falling asleep and is, like, trying to fight it off. Um, but the last thing she says is, I'm betting on Alice. So did you have any notes from this chapter we didn't cover? Super minor. It just rubbed me the wrong way. When Edward calls the nurse and is like, yep, we're ready for more pain medicine now. Are you allowed to do that as 
not even Bella's 17 so she's still a minor so I don't think that Edward has the authority to be like yes administer more medication to this person and it's not like Bella was the one asking for it it's a completely unrelated person is he allowed to do that friend of the pod Camille you're a nurse (laughs) could he do this let us know it has the same energy to me as when a man says we're pregnant when his significant other is pregnant you're not pregnant only she's pregnant you you are not pregnant not I hate how it. It works. yeah it's just not how it works like ugh, so annoying it's a dumb thing to be annoyed by but i get very annoyed by it every time so then we move on to epilogue and occasion aka the prom chapter and Bella is crabby the whole time because she's like, she call, she calls herself guinea pig Barbie, which I just want to say, if Alice invited me over and just did my hair and makeup all day and like put me in a beautiful dress and shoe, I would be loving it. I'd love to get my hair done. I'd love to get my makeup done. Oh, I know Bella's not like into that sort of thing. I just want to say I am. Yeah, I don't know anything about hair, first of all. We've already talked about my hair. I don't know how to do it. I know some things about makeup, but one year in high school, um, an older girl from the softball team did my makeup and my hair. Her mom did my hair, and she did my makeup. And I was just like, they knew so much more than me. And it was so exciting to feel like, finally, like, I I nailed it. Like, this is this is what you're supposed to do. So I feel the same way. Like, girl, enjoy it. This is yes. this exciting time. Yes. Yes. Agree. Um, and Bella mentions in her kind of narration that since she has returned to Forks, Charlie has gotten stricter on the rules. Um, he's super grateful towards Carlisle, but he is not a fan of Edward because he thinks like it's his fault because Bella left home because of him. So now there's curfews and visiting hours. Also, I wrote in my notes... (laughs) Also, dot, 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 so no trauma, which we already talked about, but I just thought it was funny the way I wrote it, because I, you know, it's like that vine where that guy's like, so no head, and then he throws his fucking phone on the ground and smashes his skateboard. Yeah, this is, this is common knowledge. Once you leave the hospital, you're fine. (laughs) They touch you with a magic wand on the way out, and you are perfect. That's how modern medicine works. Get it right. So at this point, they're in the car. Edward is driving somewhere. He's in a tuxedo. Um, and Charlie calls, except that it's not Charlie. It's actually Tyler Crowley. Two things. One, what the fuck? What the fuck? Paige is so close to the camera right now. I can, like, see every detail of her face. Number two, I mean, this, we'll get to this in a minute, but... What did Bella think was happening? I know she thinks that, like, she's getting taken to her transformation, which has no logic, basis in logic at all. But it's like, how did she not expect prom with these outfits? I, there's so many things I want to say, but the only thing that I can muster is just a sigh. I, first of all, second biggest eye roll was the Tyler thing. Tyler, we are over this. I'm just wondering how you can watch a, a classmate 
be clearly romantically involved with a super hot other classmate for so, I mean, I don't know how long it's been, you know, a couple months maybe, um, and still think that the fake claim that you had on Bella made months prior is still in effect. I don't know how you think that that's how this works. So that's its own thing. What do I think? I, I think that Bella is, I, I no words. I, how? <laughs> that's the word. How is right. And then the fact that he, she later on thinks that he's going to do it outside the school on a bench. Like what? Griffin, what? She's just, you know, when you want it so bad, it's all you can think about. I guess. I don't know. No. Yes. Agreed. But you don't think it's going to happen at every random fucking place. Like, you might as well go to McDonald's. Like, what is going on? I'm just going to put it out there that back when I was in high school and I was really desperate for someone to want to date me at all, I, when I went to King Supers with my mom, I would get dressed up because I'm like, you never know. You never know when you're going to meet someone. You're gonna, you never know when it's going to be a meet cute. So I understand feeling like it could happen anytime, you know, any special occasion. However, this is a very ridiculous situation. So I don't know what the fuck Bella was thinking. Also, she she even mentions like, oh, yeah, there were prom signs up everywhere, like in the school. I guess I just didn't notice the date. It's like. Bella, come on. You need to get your eyes checked, girl. Yes. And also, I would like to say I still do that at King Supers. <laughs> I'm on that level. However, I just, for me, it's the pure physics of it. Sis has to lay still for three days. Do you think you're going to lay still on a park bench? Like, <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. Um, back to the Tyler thing, the fact that he not only went to all this with his weird fake claim thing, but he drove to her house. And not only did he drive to her house, but when he found out she wasn't there, he asked her dad to use his phone. <laughs> That's fucking insane. I'm just saying, if I did this to someone in high school, I would get a letter asking, like, a cease and desist order, probably, from the person I did it to. <laughs> same, same. So Bella is understandably rattled about that. Um, I actually kind of like Edward's response, where he's like, Bella is unavailable every night. I don't know, that has BDE to me, big dick energy, which I like. I just, that should be, I'm, full, I'm fully on your side. That should be obvious, Tyler, coming from her very out and obvious significant other that she's not free come yeah. on once again i repeat a point i made lots of episodes ago he drives her to school they i if like not even in a gossipy way but if i go to school with them i'm assuming they're sleeping together all the time yeah that's what it means if you're together in the morning in high school <laughs> That's kind of what it means if you're in together in the morning, like, as an adult. Yeah, true. Especially for me, because I like to sleep in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was uh, TMI, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So anyways, Bella throws a damn fit about how he's taking her to the prom. And she is a little bit comforted by the fact that for a second that Alice is going to be there, but then she finds out that Rosalie's going to be there and she's not comforted at all. She explains to the narrator. I always feel kind of weird about how in the intro and outros of books, like there's all this weird narration because the reader needs to know like how things are being closed up. But like, I don't know. It always just feels kind of unnatural to me, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not an important point, but anyways, I just wanted to make it. So, as I was saying, Bella was just, is just explaining that Rosalie acts as though she doesn't exist, but Emmett likes having her around and thinks that she's funny because she falls down a lot and she's, like, so human. Um, so they get to the dance and... Edward promises to not let go of her at all, and she feels better, so they go inside. And it's in the high school gym, of course, and there's crepe paper and balloon arches. I mean, me and Paige's homecomings were always in our high school gym. We had prom at somewhere else, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I read it, and I was like, yep, that's normal. Been there, done that, yeah. Um, so then Bella describes what the other vampires look like dancing in the middle of the room. Um, and they're just like totally showing off. Like they both look, they all look beautiful and they're dancing really gracefully. I love this quote. Like I had it as our header on our social media for a while on 487 when she says, do you want me to bolt the door so you can massacre the unsuspecting town folk? I just, I think that's so funny. It's like so Carrie to me, you know? I also like that the way that she whispered it is conspiratorially. <laughs> yes, what a great adverb, am I right? Oh, yeah. Um, so Edward takes her out onto the dance floor. And he puts her feet on top of his and they start twirling around, waltzing. I just, as I told Paige before we started recording, girl, I got thoughts on this. If I'm there and I see a girl, even if she's small, in a walking boot, literally standing on her boyfriend's feet, I'm like, she's breaking his foot right now. His foot is broken. Obviously, it's not because he's a vampire, but they don't know that. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. I also, if, if I, even if they weren't wearing a boot, it was just a normal person, a teenager standing on their boyfriend's feet while dancing. It makes me think of like a little girl and a, a adult person. Like so I'm like, I don't like that either. I just don't like all of it. Yes. And she has made clear several times because she's complained about it, that she's wearing a stiletto on her not boot, boot foot. Is it going into his shoe? Like what's happening? Stephanie, come on. Seriously. Do your math before you send it to the editor. Editors, come on. What are you doing? Yeah, right. You got me there. (laughs) So Bella starts enjoying herself in this absurd fucking situation. Um, And then Jacob Black shows up. So he takes Edward's place. 
and he is obviously very uncomfortable. Also, Bella points out that he has grown a lot. He's now 6'2". Um, and Jacob says that his dad paid him 20 bucks to go to the prom and later says that he was going to get a master cylinder, whatever the fuck that means. Some kind of car part, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think it's, like, the part, like, that does the driving. Don't, I don't know, and I don't care. I'm, I literally just picked the first verb I know about cars. And I was like, yep, that's what it does. Um, so Jacob in this series drives a car called a rabbit. And I happened to know that just because I was such, um, like a Twilight fan when I was growing up. And so like one time recently, like within the last year, I was like out with my parents and, um, we saw a rabbit and I was like, Oh, look at that old rabbit. And my dad, like literally almost spit out what he was drinking. He was like, how do you know what a rabbit is? Cause as I've made it very clear, I don't know what fucking cars are. Like, I don't know anything about them. Um, did I tell the story where I flattened my own tire? I think I did. No. What? God, I thought I had told that story. Um, anyways, to finish this story, I was like, oh, you know, just who doesn't know what a rabbit is? Cause I didn't want to be like, I knew that cause of twilight. <laughs> you know? So embarrassing. But one time in Minnesota, so my car, the tire pressure light was always coming on because there's so many temperature changes there. So like when it got really cold, the tire pressure light would come on because the tire would lose air from the pressure change. And you know how at gas stations they have the thing where you can put air in your tire? I was never good at that. (laughs) And so one time I was trying to do it and it had snowed a lot. And so I was like basically laying in the snow at this gas station trying to do it and I really fucked it up and I literally flattened my own tire. (laughs) I took so much air out of it and luckily when I first got there freshman year my dad had found a mechanic for me and been like listen can you take care of this girl can you like treat her fairly you know all this stuff and my mechanic out there was an amazing person like such a good guy but I called him from gas station and I was like here's what happened and he literally laughed for like a good 30 seconds and then he was like just come over I'll I'll put air in it for you so I drive to the mechanic on a flat tire and then he puts air in it and I'm like what do I owe you he's like just go home (laughs) I was like okay bye I love that story. If it makes you feel any better, I literally learned how to fill my tires in July. Are you good at it, at least? I don't know. I haven't done it by myself yet. (laughs) Let me know, because I could use some pointers. I, Danny taught me how to do it in maybe February or March, and then... But he just did it. He just told me how to do it, and he did it. And then I had to do it myself in July, and I was like, oh, yeah, I know how to do it. And then I had a panic attack at the gas station because guess what? I didn't know how to do it. So then uh, my friend Liddy had to come help me. And I think I can do it now because she made me do it. (laughs) But um, we'll see. My tire light actually came on today, so the moment of truth is upon us is nigh (laughs) yeah well keep us updated I'm curious (laughs) just text me about it and then I'll post what you say on social (laughs) um 
So I just think this is really ballsy here when Bella says, see anything you like about the girls at the dance? And she said, he says, yeah, but she's taken. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that is gutsy. It's nothing to lose. Yeah, shoot your shot, I guess. Um, also, I have never noticed this until this reading of this book, but I have a new hero. This fucking sophomore in a pink dress eyeing Edward with timid speculation is my hero. I'm so dead that, first of all, she's a sophomore at prom. Second of all, she's looking at the hottest guy in school who clearly has a girlfriend like, maybe I should ask him. Like, I love her. She's an icon. She And again, she has nothing to lose. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't notice her, which is kind of sad, but I just, I love, I love her chutzpah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if only all of the upperclassmen I ever eyed with um, timid speculation, if only they knew, you know? Yep, yeah. yeah. true. So Jacob eventually gets to the point, but he basically sent, or Billy sent him to tell Bella to break up with Edward. Um, and he thinks that Edward had something to do with Bella getting hurt in Phoenix. So Bella gives him the I fell cover story and also says Edward and Carlisle saved my life. And Jacob's like, yeah, yeah, I know. And then there's obviously more. So eventually he gets around to it and says, he said to tell you, no, warn you that, and this is his plural, not mine. He lifted one hand from my waist and made little quotation marks in the air will be watching and Bella just kind of laughs this off um and Jacob ends up leaving what did you think of this whole thing I mean I'm I'm still excited to hear all of Jacob's side I'm still excited to explore him as a character so I'm I loved it because I'm like oh yeah bring on the bring on the extra added added uh little sauce in there give me give me some Jacob action give me some give me some black family history you know I'm really excited for it I don't know why Bella took it so blasely because here's the thing the blacks and also the indigenous tribe have this story that the Cullens are the cold ones and that was fucking true so they also have this thing where they turn into wolves why wouldn't that also be true? I just don't understand why Bella isn't taking what they say a little more to heart because they seem to be right about and honest and truthful. I just it just kind of surprises me that Bella's just like, yeah, whatever. Not interested. Yeah. To be honest with you, I feel like she control all deleted the wolf thing from her brain because she wasn't there for that information. You know, she was like kind of trying to get Jacob to get to the point of like, what are the colons? Because she had asked like several times, like, what are they? That is very true. I didn't I didn't think about that. Yeah, she's like, oh, this is information that doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. There is a storm of ruin. Mm hmm. So um, Edward and Bella start dancing again, but then he takes her outside. Also, I love that Angela has a date who's shorter than her, Ben Chaney. Yeah, yeah I'm, pro, I'm pro, 
I'm still pro Angela. I will be pro Angela until the day I fucking die. That bury me and write that on my tombstone. Love it. I'm making the rock on sign of page right now because I agree. So this is much more romantic in the movie because they go to like the Cinderella story gazebo. I'm pretty sure it's the exact same gazebo. They just borrowed it from them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But on in this, they just sit on a bench. Um, and Edward says that he brought her to prom because he doesn't want her to miss any of her human experiences that she would have had if he, you know, wasn't around and wasn't in her life. Which she's like, I wouldn't have gone to prom. <laughs> Mood. <laughs> I... Okay, so this is this is going to be a long story just to be like, so I get it, but my, I played softball all four years in high school, and not a lot of people know this, but I only wanted to play my freshman year. My parents made me play all of the other years because my mom always said she never played any sports in high school, and she really regretted it, and she didn't want me to feel the same way, but here's the thing. I played it one year and I was like, I'm not interested. This is not what I signed up for. Also, I have undiagnosed anxiety and having a sport where you are front and center and it's a team sport is not good for me. This is not good for my mental health. But they made me play all four years because she didn't want me to miss out. I didn't want to do it and I think I would have been fine if I didn't. So here's what I'm all I'm trying to get at. Bella has a point. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, she does have a point. And I didn't know that about you, so that's interesting to learn, but yeah. yeah. Just just Edward kind of trying to impose his will on her, even if he has good intentions, you know. Mm-hmm. So then he asks what she thought was going to be going down if it wasn't for the prom and she says that I thought you were going to change me. <laughs> I love that he said, you thought that would be a black tie occasion, did you? I'm like, agreed. <laughs> um, so then they kind of have another argument. Um, well, not really. He kind of blows it off. He says, so ready for this to be the end, for this to be the twilight of your life, though your life has barely started. You're ready to give up everything. And Bella says, it's not the end, it's the beginning. And this is where he says, I'm not worth it. And Bella tries to say, yeah, you are. Um, So then messing around, he's like, oh, so you want to do it now? And like kind of pretends to start doing it, which I have never understood why this was necessary, why it happened. What was the reason? What was the reason? To make it sexy. I don't know. I guess. It is pretty sexy in the movie, but I still find it unnecessary either way. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that I find it sexy. I'm just saying I think that's why it's in there. Yep. So um, Edward kind of reveals that he's just messing around. He says, you can't really believe that I would give in so easily. And Bella says, a girl can dream. And so the book kind of ends with Edward saying, I will stay with you. Isn't that enough? And Bella says, enough for now. I love you more than everything else in the world combined. Isn't that enough? And Edward says, yes, it is enough. Enough for forever. And then he fucking kisses her neck again. Okay, not just her neck. It's literally, it literally says her throat. Like, the throat is way more vulnerable than the neck, okay? That is just, like, it's different. Yeah, and it's, like, biological and kind of creepy. Mm-hmm, I agree. There's more blood. Yes. I think I automatically self-edited to neck so that I didn't have to say throat. 
But I mean, neck makes sense too in the context of vampires. Like a neck, like for the imagery that Stephanie is trying to accomplish here, neck would have made sense. But the fact that she uses throat is just much more menacing and scary. Agreed. Um, I also think it's interesting how this ending is almost like this could have been it. Like, I feel like the series wouldn't have had to be a series. Like, I feel like it's pretty neatly tied up and you would kind of be left wondering like, oh, does she end up turning into a vampire or not? But I feel like it could have stood on its own. Yeah, I think it definitely could have. I don't think I would have liked it by itself, but I think it it has the potential. Agreed. So is there anything that we didn't cover? Um, thing, I mean, you kind of talked about it, but they bring up Twilight again in this chapter, coming back to the book's namesake and back to the concept that Twilight is like the safest time for vampires. It's where they're the most comfortable. And it made me, I was just like, am I reading too much into this? But I, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in all the other books, but... It seems like the, I mean, again, I don't know, but the villain in this book is tied up, you know, it's done. There's not really an overarching threat right now. I don't know what's going to happen in the other books, but I have a feeling there's going to be bigger threats, maybe bigger cliffhangers, more things on the line. So this book in of itself is the twilight of the series. It's like the time where comparatively to everything else, they are the safest, like, things really aren't heating up that much right now. Like, they're doing okay. I don't know how it's going to be in New Moon, and I don't know how it's going to be in Eclipse and all that jazz, but, I mean, that's just my my um, prediction. Yeah, that was very insightful. I like that. Um, speaking of predictions, I know you just read this story, but do you have any overarching predictions for Midnight Sun? I... I mean, we've, we kind of talked about, like, all the little things we're going to find out more information on. Like, there's so many things that happen in this book that if it was standalone, you probably wouldn't even think, like, oh, what is the backstory of that happening? But knowing that there is going to be a backstory, it's like, oh, I bet this is, this is fucking crazy. Like, when Bella is in... um. I can't even remember the name, but the city where she goes to dress shopping and she's getting lost and Edward comes in and saves the day. Like, I can't I'm excited to see all that craziness that's going on in his head. He knows that she's in danger. Like, what's going on on his side of things? There's going to be all things like that where it's like when you read it in Twilight, you didn't think anything of it. But then seeing it from a supernatural point of view, it's going to be freaking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's how it was for me reading it. It was so weird to read it after so many years, too. Like, just to get that whole insight into what you didn't know about, you know? And I was talking about this with friend of the pod, Emma, because she's reading Midnight Sun, too. And she was like, you know, it's the same story. Like, you're not really getting a lot of new plot information. It's all stuff that you know. But it definitely has a bigger insight into the vampire side of things, like the more supernatural side, like you just get more information about vampirism in general. So I'm excited for that to see a completely different perspective, what it's like to be supernatural, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I have to say I'm really excited to read it with you. Like, I think it's going to be really fun. 
Um, speaking of which, so for next time, which is not going to be next week, um, so we'll first talk about this. Um, for next time, we are going to be covering chapter one of Midnight Sun. And what you should know off the bat page is that some of the chapter titles are the same as Twilight, some are not. So mm-hmm. the first chapter of Midnight Sun is like in Twilight called First Sight. So what do you think is going to be going down? Oh man, okay. I'm If I'm remembering correctly, First Sight was when Bella is in the cafeteria and she sees the Cullens for the first time. And I can't remember if Edward looks at her or not. I don't think that he does. Does he? Do you, can you remind me? Um, yeah, he sees her in the cafeteria, but doesn't realize that there's too many people around. So he doesn't realize about her blood yet. Okay. But like, like, I can't remember if it's that chapter though, where Jessica's like, he's looking at you, like he's staring at you. Or is that a different chapter? It's a different chapter. Okay. So I think that, I I think that he's going to see her not necessarily at the same time, but there's going to be just as much magnetism as Bella had to him. Like, obviously he's going to have the smell. And I think that, that, that first sight, is that when they go to biology class too? Or is that a different chapter? Is that the next I chapter? I don't remember how it is in Twilight. Um, I know what it is in my Midnight Sun because I checked. Well, if, if it includes them going to biology, that's when he's like completely on the other side of his desk and re- not repulsed by her, but like she thinks that he's like repulsed by her. Um, so that's going to that's gonna be him being like, whoa, this girl smells so juicy. I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, so as I was just mentioning, so Paige and I are taking a week off for the Christmas holidays. So when you guys are hearing this, it will be, I believe, the 22nd. Is that right? Yeah, because the 25th is on Friday. Okay, yes. So we will not have a new full episode out on December 29th, um, but we are going to be releasing a short kind of fun blooper reel from our recordings of Twilight. Um, so it'll be on in all the usual places where we always put new episodes. So keep an eye out for that. And like I said earlier, we'll let you know about the date for um, the patrons only AMA. And yeah, you know what to do. Follow us on all our social media. We are on Instagram and Tumblr at Tuesdays are for Twilight. We are on Twitter at Taft Pod. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash Tuesdays are for Twilight. You can email us at Tuesdays are for Twilight at gmail.com. And yeah, we hope you have a really happy holiday season. Um, You know, happy Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. Um, You know, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, or just happy December if you're not celebrating any of that. And I know at least in the United States, COVID is really bad right now. So we hope that you guys are all staying safe. And please know that COVID is really impacting the um, Indigenous people, both here and in Canada, and I'm sure all over, um, but I just know about the ones in North America. Um, So now is as good a time as any to donate to Move to Higher Ground or, you know, to any charity that you feel strongly about that, you know, supports Indigenous people 
um, or, you know, any kind of Black Lives Matter organization, anything like that, you know. Um, and please don't donate to Salvation Army. They're very anti-LGBTQ. They, you know, I would not put my money towards organizations that don't use it to help people and use it to discriminate, so. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, and I know that, you know, we always talk about our Patreon, but we want you guys to donate to worthy causes. Like, we're not a charity. Like, <laughs> Paige and I are doing just fine. So, um, you know, if you want to give a dollar away so you can get into, you know, our patrons-only stuff, we totally welcome that. But if not, that's totally fine, too. Um, we just want to make sure that we do have, you know, perks for our patrons as kind of a thank you for them um, giving us, you know, their support. So that's why we have that in there. So we, you know, we don't want you to think that we're like contradicting it, like, oh, donate to us on Patreon, but also like give your money to charity. Like we'd, at the end of the day, we'd much rather you guys donate to charity if it's going to be a choice between the two. So. 100%. And yeah. And then just remember this, everyone, words to live by. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Yes, even if you can't sing, just do it. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Don't be a cotton-head Nicky moment. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Take that out. I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it. I can't follow that. So on this, I'm just going to sign off. Um, thanks for listening, guys. And we'll catch you um, next week for our little blooper reel. And then in two weeks for the first chapter of Midnight Sun. Bye, guys. Bye. Our amazing intro and outro music was performed by Danny Plowman and produced by Alberto Beltran. You can follow Danny at Danimal6, and that's six the word, not six the number, Danimal6 underscore on Instagram. Bye.